0: jerking off, watching TV and eating. Welcome to Indecorous
1: Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent.
2: Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor.
1: Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I'd let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lust <laughs> for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. <laughs> and beyond the pale.
2: What you wearing down on your
1: toes? Welcome to episode 94 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 44 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show, either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. East of me is Bobby D. Yo. And west of me is our guest host, John Dunn. Hey. John is subbing for Ian while he's on hiatus. Or in hiding. We still don't know exactly what's going on with Ian. We just know he's not here. But uh, John's been kind enough to substitute for him. He substituted last week for the first time. How do you think he did, Bobby?
2: I thought he was great. Ian, who? <laughs> That's I thought we were
3: about to have some uncomfortable criticism of my performance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's what we should have done. We should have just started. Uh, as soon as John joined the recording, we should have just been criticizing like he wasn't here. <laughs>
3: Listen, we have some notes. Um, Well,
1: in a few minutes, our guest, Henry Phillips, will be joining us and we'll be answering listener questions, talking about indecorous news, and we will be diving deep into the indecorous history of uh, odd ways of making a living. Does that sound about right, Bobby?
2: It does, but you know, sometimes when I'm doing, (laughs) when I'm like working on these articles, they don't work best, introduced like it's a, you always introduce it as the indecorous history, of yeah, such and that's such. exactly
1: what I was talking about I was like because it's not like we're going through
2: yeah
1: Mesopotamia, they had odd jobs. we just talk, <laughs> but the other part is like, I don't know like here's a list I just like I, I'm trying not to sound like BuzzFeed, yeah, like the BuzzFeed podcast
2: do you have any idea how much how much better our numbers would be if we called this the buzzfeed podcast oh
1: yeah for sure i
2: mean dude un- until that cease and desist came through we would be doing great
1: well we could call it the joe rogan experience podcast and that would be great too
2: <laughs> how about the joe rogan buzzfeed
1: there you go just mix everything the joe rogan wtf buzzfeed come town podcast now, what have you guys been up to since last week? Anything going on?
3: Uh, I had a headache for like three days. Was it from the podcast?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <it's, laughs> we should have warned you about
3: that. I read one too many celebrity facts and then the migraine set in. Yeah, that's the way it <laughs> How's your hernia? I had surgery. It's fixed now. Oh, really? You're all good? Yeah, yeah. They put, you know, chain mail or something in there. Uh, nice. they, they spackled over the hole, and so now my intestines are where they're supposed to be.
1: Now, did they do that? What is it called—the arthroscopic tropos, top, troposphere surgery? You know, the way they do like two little holes. The cumulonimbus. Cumulonimbus. Uh... <laughs> yes. is
3: that laparoscopic. I think you're thinking of laparoscopic. Um, laparoscopic. Yes, that. Yeah, they they make like a bunch of they make a bunch of instead of like slicing you open and like rooting around inside you with their hand or whatever they used to do. They go in with just like um, some little instruments at the end of a stick so they can make like smaller incisions and then get in there. And they have like a camera with a light on it and a little, um, I don't know if it has a microphone, but it definitely has a camera.
1: <laughs> they should. Do you get a video of that? Do you get a copy no, of the video? Oh, no, you don't. They sucks. didn't give
3: me a DVD or a YouTube link or anything. They should, I, I was mad. I remember when I got my
1: appendix removed, I wanted to see it. Yeah. And they they already took it away. Like my Actually, my parents got to see it because I was still under the <laughs> anesthesia. Your
3: parents were in the operating room? Yeah, <laughs> they, they
1: did the surgery. We're, we didn't have health insurance, so they got to see it.
3: <laughs> I was mad that it was the same thing like when they took my gallbladder out. It was filled with gallstones, and they were telling me how crazy huge they were, and I was pissed off that they didn't actually let me. Take
1: a look. Yeah, I wonder, they should let you, I don't know if that's against, I can't imagine it's against the law. You should be able to keep the parts that are removed from your own body.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's my property. Give it back.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Like if you get a tire change, you should be able to get the tire back if you want it. Like, hey, I'll dispose of it. Give it back to me, right? <laughs> you, yeah. You own it. <laughs> I'll put it on the pile with the others in my backyard.
2: Yeah. And I'll be expecting a refund of that $3 disposal fee.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is how I warm my house is by burning old tires. <laughs> All right, everybody. It's time to welcome our guest, the highwayman himself, Henry Phillips. How you doing, Henry? Doing well. Good to see
0: you guys or talk to you guys. Love the screen name. Oh yeah, Henlips. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's funny how uh, when you set these things up, you don't realize how they're going to be used. Yeah. I would have just put my name, I guess. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> I remember thinking that because I graduated high school right around the time when uh, the internet was hitting. So my first email it was like an uh, at AOL thing. Yeah. And I was just really into metal. So that's what I created some fucking brutal metal name. <laughs> but then that was also around the time where I started applying for my first job, and they were asking yeah. for like, put your email down, and I'm putting fucking metal sacrifice 666.
2: Carlos of death at <laughs> yeah. Net.
1: yeah,
0: you're like stuck with it. I had that with, I had to set up a publishing company and um, just. Like I didn't think anybody would ever see it. It was something you had to do in order to get royalties for your songs. And so I just like put a bunch of crazy names on there. And yeah, I ended up being the proud owner of a company called big hair clowny publishing company it's like sometimes i'll be like i'll go to the bank and i'll deposit something and it'll say they'll be like oh big hair clowny what is that i'm just like never mind just forget it (laughs) Just,
2: just cash the check
0: yeah yeah totally embarrassing that was back when i would actually go into the bank i remember a
1: couple of times when i was when i did longer tours with stan hope What he was spamming was enough that it had to be recorded for tax purposes. Yeah. And then I would get a statement from Shake the Baby Incorporated. (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Well, we like to open the show with questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. The first question is, where do I send questions? And that's uh, IndecorousComedy at gmail.com or through social media. Facebook, Instagram at Indecorous Comedy, Twitter at IndecorousPod, Patreon at themshits.com. And how do you spell Indecorous, Bobby?
2: It's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S.
1: Very well. And our first question comes from Dave. Dave asks, have you ever really watched a pair of animals copulate to completion? Now, I have not. The only time I've ever seen animals copulate is uh, very briefly. I mean, but I can't imagine it lasts very long.
2: I mean, I don't keep watching the video after I'm done coming.
0: Yeah, that's true. Right. Yeah, yeah. What's the point after that? <laughs> you know. Now, can they clarify? Is it in real life or watching it on porn?
1: <laughs> you know what? That's a that's a great question. <laughs> Let, well, let's go with both because I actually, to be honest with you, I may have seen animals fuck more. Ah, no, I was gonna say more in person, but no, there's. See, back in my day, back when I was young, we didn't have this free access to porn, so you had to watch National Geographic documentaries. Yeah. And you were hoping that they were going to some tribe in Africa where the women didn't wear any tops. Yeah. But sometimes there weren't, so you just were stuck with the animals.
2: Yeah. You made do with what you had. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Can I just, uh, I want to interject with a really quick story that I haven't thought of in like 30 years, but uh, yeah, back when I was a college student, I donated sperm. I worked for some company called Procreative Technologies or whatever. And it was just the classic, you know, college uh, thing to do, but they they gave you like, I don't know, $40 every time you visited or something like that. (laughs) I eventually got fired because- Because I guess I was drinking too much. uh, That that was a different thing. But anyway, literally, you would go into this little room, and they would have some magazines there that you could look at, and they were just like really kind of lame, you know, like Playboy magazine or whatever. Yeah. But I remember thinking the whole thing was hilarious to me, every single part of it. But I just remember, (laughs) I remember just laughing so hard, picturing, and I never did this, but I really wish I did. Like if I just swapped out their magazines with just a bunch of like national geographic or like nature or like uh you know just like weird stuff because that way yeah. they'd be like why do, they think, <laughs> why do they think this is what i'm gonna be getting off to like yeah uh because they do they say you know there's some reading material in there if that helps you or whatever and uh it'd just be great to just completely sabotage the operate
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah like highlights magazine like yeah. a dentist
2: yeah exactly yeah yeah is that a teen people yeah, yeah. i
3: really like looking for the differences between two pictures that's what gets me out
2: oh yeah
0: <laughs> yeah exactly delta sky magazine yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: put in uh, one of those magazines with the what do you remember that magic eye shit we have to really stare at the thing so it'll pop oh out yeah of yeah yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking great dentist office stuff <laughs> how about you john you watch any uh, animals fuck
3: Never on purpose, but I actually have a really disgusting story about that. I have two dogs, and um, both of them are gentlemen. And I've got a little beagle who likes to hump the golden retriever, who's bigger. Um, <clears throat> and sometimes I catch him and stop him, but one time I didn't catch him until it was too late, and he was like already uh, finishing up. And uh, oh my. And it made a mess. And, and also, like, then, like, his penis wouldn't go back in. Like, it was, like, stuck. You know how it comes out of the sheath or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was stuck outside, and it wouldn't go back in. And he was, like, walking around. With- it was, like, dragging the ground and stuff. It was oh, um, horrifying. <laughs> that is horrifying. And we we almost took him to the vet. And then, because uh, it was, like, his balls and everything were on the outside. <laughs> I didn't know that that's what happened, but but apparently it is. Oh. Uh, yeah. So th- that's the only time I've ever seen that portion of the whole thing.
2: I thought it's it's like uh, with cigarettes. Like if you catch the dogs fucking, you make him fuck that dog until he doesn't want to <laughs> do it anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, reverse psychology.
1: Speaking of dogs, doesn't Stanhope have a dog named after you, Henry?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Henry Phillips is the name of the dog. Yeah, my my <laughs> nickname because Stanhope has nicknames for all of his friends, and mine is just my name, just Henry Phillips. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's saying both both names that makes it a sort of a nickname part. But yeah, he called me one time saying that he found a dog underneath the shed, and I'm I'm assuming that the dog must have been a little off put or some something about it seemed like it wasn't doing so well and that's why he decided to call <laughs> it henry phillips <laughs> <laughs> he, Stanhope <laughs> figured the dog wasn't going to
1: last very long so that's why he called it henry phillips
0: yeah but i think the dog is still alive if I, I'm not yeah i think it, it is i think it's, it's a, still good. that's a long time ago i mean yeah it must have been a solid 10 years ago i'm thinking at least
1: yeah i don't know how long it's been but i know he's had that dog for a minute we'll move on now to our second question this second question comes from mimi which is actually the same Mimi we had as a guest last week, but she sent the question a while ago. This is more of a, well, I'll just ask the question. Did you hear that babies are being born with smaller and malformed penises because of a certain type of plastic in our bloodstreams? So that's the whole question. Did you hear, Henry, did you hear about this?
0: Uh, no, this is the first time I'm hearing about this. This is babies now because, and, and how did the plastic get in there?
1: That's a great question. Like Bobby, John, you guys heard of, of this thing?
3: I haven't heard about like the messing up baby penises specifically, but I do know that like, or I've heard that you drink out of plastic water bottles and use a lot of Tupperware and stuff like that, that chemicals leach out of the the plastic and just stay in your bloodstream until you die. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to microwave stuff that's in plastic. I heard, I don't know if any of this is true. This is just shit that you hear (laughs) from like your mom. And then I forget where I heard it. And then I just start to believe it. You know what I mean? So I don't know if there's actually- Yeah, once once
0: you say something, it pretty much is out there and people can decide. I remember back in the, the 90s, people used to tell me, yeah, with your microwave oven, you can microwave stuff, but don't stand in front of it while it's microwaving because you will get brain cancer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> And definitely don't microwave during a thunderstorm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's really bad.
0: And I always just assumed it's true. And it's like till this day, I don't stand in front of the microwave. But it's so dumb because that's literally just something some guys. We didn't even have the time to go through all the studies to find out whether that was true or not at when they first came out. So it's like, yeah, how do you, if that were even true, then they wouldn't,
2: it'd be crazy. You know, it's
0: like,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. There'd be the foreign people all over the place. On lawsuits <laughs> yeah, and shit.
0: yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: Every, every time the dentist leaves to give me an x-ray, you know, I'm like, dude, you don't have to leave the room. You can hang out.
0: Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like medications, must be like hey this is really not fair you're making us say all this stuff it causes diarrhea and sometimes death Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but you're letting people buy a microwave that literally kills them and gives them brain cancer but you're not making them say that in the advertisements like
1: yeah yeah that's right they should come with a whole shitload of disclaimers
3: that's because like i think it's because medications like before they can put it on the market they have to prove that it works and doesn't kill people and then if it does kill people they have to say that but they don't nobody does double blind studies on microwaves so yeah you can just start selling a thing and if it kills a (laughs) bunch of people it's on them to prove it (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah i guess it is
2: and then just call it a dietary supplement and you can put it back on the market
3: yeah (laughs) yeah i rigged my (laughs) microwave to work with the door open (laughs) oh that's great oh that's awesome yeah that's how you warm your apartment so i just yeah whatever i need to warm up i just i put on a lead vest and i just hold it in my hands Uh, i think
0: that would be good because then the waves are getting diluted somehow like throughout the whole house
3: (laughs) yeah that's exactly what i was thinking they're more diffuse they sort of bounce around the room so it's not as dangerous yeah
0: That makes sense.
3: Take it an extra
1: step, just put a fan right next to it, and then that'll spread out the heat all over the place.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so you could blow it on your neighbor. Blow the wipes. <laughs>
1: Henry just retweeted this. Somebody sent you, I don't know if you remember yeah. the boiling life hack.
0: This was really good. I don't know who that person is, but I, it really made me think. I have a kitchen show.
1: Yeah, Henry's Kitchen. And yeah.
0: I, a lot of times I'll give advice, and this is somebody giving me advice. So they said, hey, Henry, I've got a good time-saving hack for you if you know you're going to boil a lot of water throughout the week you can actually boil all the water that you're going to need ahead of time and then freeze it and then thaw it when you need boiling water throughout the week (laughs) that's amazing to me that's a great idea just spend your day just boiling it and then put it in the fridge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For now and then you're going to need boiling water makes sense perfect
3: yeah that, that's going to revolutionize my meal prep <laughs> yeah it'll add one full
0: day of work but uh but it'll, it'll save you time in the long run
1: absolutely all right and now actually speaking of a uh, science shit this last question comes from matt and there's a long one so i'll try to keep up i'll, I'll repeat if necessary a teleporter is invented. All right, that's the first part. It disassembles your body on a molecular level and recreates an exact copy on the other end. According to people who've tried it, the experience feels seamless. But some critics argue that the original consciousness is being extinguished, and the person who appears on the other side is a newly created hom- homunculus. You guys have you guys heard this word before?
3: Homunculus?
1: Hum- homunculus. Yeah. Right. Okay. A newly created homunculus whose memories are an illusion. Would you use the teleporter?
0: Wait, didn't they explore this in the the movie uh, the Christian Bale? Uh, that's what I thought. Magic movie. The Prestige. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was I was thinking of Pet Cemetery, but
0: <laughs> oh, that's similar, I guess. And and there was a, a Michael Keaton movie too, where it was like multiplicity, where it was like a copy of a copy that one i haven't seen
1: but is it basically that th- i mean i guess is the question basically are you going to be still the same person once you're teleported to the other side is that what
0: basically they're you? yeah here? i think that's exactly what it is uh, so
1: would you do i mean i'm already scarred because i grew up with the fly i watched that when i was like seven years old
0: yeah oh yeah all you need is a fly in there
1: and then you're gonna have to turn into this fucking acid spitting monster
0: yeah uh well isn't beaming like in star trek isn't that kind of the same thing beaming somebody
1: yeah yeah that's exactly right but as far as i know they never fucked anything up yeah i'm not a trekkie but i don't remember
0: anybody being deformed from the i guess you'd have to know ahead of time so in the question you don't know which one it's going to be you're taking a chance
1: basically that's what it seems like yeah it seems like you're taking the chance of like because I'm assuming the people that are being interviewed are being interviewed after they've been transported. So they're like, yeah, I noticed shit. But uh, the, there's the risk that the original person is gone.
2: Yeah. It'd be cool if it was like a Flowers for Algernon situation and you just kept getting smarter and smarter, you know?
1: Every time you get transported. I haven't seen, actually, oh, no, no, I did see that movie. There, there was, what was the premise of that one? That's been a, it's been a minute, Bobby. Bobby loves uh, references to movies that are 50 years
0: old. Yeah, well, and that was a big book too. Uh, that's yeah. true. Which is another way that I didn't watch it or understand it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, I'm different. a
2: Flowers for Algernon purist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: what was that one all about? Yeah, what was the premise of that, Bobby?
2: The the guy was I I would you know I need to watch it again because they probably called him retarded in the in the movie. Yeah, they probably did. But yeah, it's a mentally disabled guy that. With, I don't know if it was just like a uh, medication they gave him or whatever the deal was, but... I think, yeah. Yeah, he transformed from... They radiated
1: him from retarded to like a super smart or some shit, right?
2: Yeah, and I think he was banging the nurse or something, but it was, um... Yeah, I probably should brush up on it before... Referencing it on podcast. There was
0: some major plot point. Like what you just described is just a very happy situation with no conflict at all. (laughs) That's a good point. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I left out the third act. I think there was some drawback.
3: The part that's a downer is he goes back to baseline and it's him losing his mind. I watched it in like eighth grade and I remember being extremely stressed out because the whole, the conflict is just him going back downhill, I think.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Yeah, he turns back into, but there was some like it was some Twilight Zone type twist to it or, or problem. I just don't remember because I know I've heard people describe the plot a lot. But the thing is,
1: you know, the way Bobby describes is it, like, all oh, right, you go into this thing, you, there's a potential payoff that you're going to get smarter at the other side. Well, that's great. But but with the question, though, there is no that. there isn't, It's just like, is it still going to be you or is it not going to be? It's still going to be the same dumb you.
2: All I did, Carlos, was I described it the way a company would try and sell it to us.
1: Ah, right? I see. You're always <laughs> looking at it from the marketing perspective.
2: <laughs> yeah, just you leave out the cons. I would say
1: I wouldn't do it, although I think like this, though, would be fucking great if they were to invent a thing that can transport you and it's no problems, that would revolutionize the world. You could live anywhere and work anywhere. And and if you're doing stand-up, then the traveling time is not an issue anymore. You can still be at home, walk out into your transporter, and now you're in fucking whatever, Grand Rapids. You do your show Then you get into the thing and you're back home.
3: Do You think they would get one in Grand Rapids? I feel like they would only have them <coughs> in the big cities anyway, and then everybody else would still have to drive. Still have oh you'd have to <laughs> still have to
0: rent a car to get to
3: Grand Rapids.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, you transport to Kalamazoo, and then you take the rent the car to Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's like a, like a transporter park and ride kind of situation.
0: <laughs> I know the marketing people would not be mentioning these cities because people would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll transport you right to Evansville. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right guys we're gonna move
1: on to our second segment this is indecorous news this is the segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the united states and all over the world after you listen to this segment you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life so the story that we're doing today the headline is dan crenshaw's call for whistleblowers against quote woke military backfires now you guys know who dan crenshaw is
2: he's a dude the with the eye patch, patch. Yeah. 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 That's all we know about him.
0: Yeah.
1: Henry, are you familiar with this guy? For sure.
0: He, he's the one who tried to, uh, when they had their problem in Texas, he tried to blame it on California somehow. Oh, is that right? The blackouts and shit? Yeah, yeah. It's, I knew we were going to get mentioned in there somewhere, but I didn't think they were going <laughs> to actually blame it on us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. At least he didn't blame the gays for it.
0: Yeah, we took too many lessons from California or something like that. I don't know what
1: it was yeah it's funny that even if it happens in texas it's still somehow california's fault yeah yeah i wonder if this guy i don't know much about him but i wonder how much he gets away with because he's got an eye patch because people are like oh well yeah people feel
3: bad yeah yeah Yeah.
2: didn't he lose it in iraq or something
3: he lost his eye patch (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah I hope they get it back to you
3: just get another one on Amazon that's not yeah. the big deal.
1: it's like in Asheville here in North Carolina the house representative is in a wheelchair oh yeah you can't do
3: anything with that yeah, yeah. and he's a
1: big trumper asshole but it reminds me you guys ever watched that SNL skit where it's Snoop Dogg was the host and it was like a rap battle and then they wheel up fucking Snoop he's playing some character that's doing the rap battle in a wheelchair and every single one of his raps is like Yo, I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> the other guy just got nothing. Can't say anything. Nah, man, I'm in a wheelchair, bro. That's great. I haven't seen that. That sounds great. You know what? It's I love that sketch, the whole premise of it, but it's hard to find. And the reason I found out that it's hard to find is because at the very end... At the end of the sketch, Snoop Dogg starts singing nothing but a G-thang or something like that. Like he's just for no reason starts rapping. Yeah. And they don't have the rights to nothing but a G-thang. So
0: Uh. they
1: can't just put that out there because they don't have the rights to the end. And it's just because of that. They can't fucking. But whatever. It's a good one if you can find it somewhere. All right. So Bobby, I'll let you read this. uh, Tell us a little bit more about this story.
2: Usually when you think of whistleblowers informing about the military, you'd think of corruption or illegal ops or covering up crimes against their own ranks or foreign civilians. However, what Crenshaw is hoping to gain dirt on is woke ideology. Enough is enough, he wrote on Twitter. We won't let our military fall to woke ideology. He went on to complain that progressive Pentagon staffers have been calling the shots for our warfighters and spineless military commanders have let it happen. Now we are going to expose you, he warned.
1: Yeah. I'll be the first to admit that I get annoyed with a lot of these super woke people sometimes when they start going after like jokes and shit. But it does seem that the military would have much more grave problems to worry about than uh, woke ideology.
0: Yeah. I mean, what, what is specifically is he as with most of these things, I can't see what he's particularly upset about
1: exactly do you guys know john bobby do you guys know what he's referencing well
2: i think they've got to report rapes now so that's woke culture
3: right (laughs) oh yeah yeah i think that's the type of stuff he's concerned about is people get in trouble for committing war crimes now and so everybody's a pussy or something i don't understand
1: I did see, you guys see that, that thing that Ted Cruz posted about like, oh, in Russia, they're badasses, but uh, in America... Uh, oh, yeah, I saw that That
0: was amazing. Yeah, what the fuck? What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that dude is fucking the worst, man. but Oh, he's so bad. Yeah. I think he did a tweet, a similar type of tweet to the one I mentioned about California somehow being responsible for Oh, that. yeah. I mean, yeah. That,
1: and then he fucking
3: ran off to Cancun. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, this yeah. is the guy that... <laughs> Trump called his wife ugly. He's just like, I love this guy. He
3: also said that his dad, he said Ted Cruz's dad shot JFK or some crazy kid. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And did did you see all of his fans? They were defending him when he took off to Cancun. They're like, he didn't have to be there. Technically, there was nothing he could have done. Just stop. (laughs) Just stop. Making a fool out of yourself.
1: It's ridiculous. Well, Crenshaw and fellow Republican Senator Tom Cotton launched an actual website for military personnel to submit these complaints, the woke ideology complaints. Not surprisingly, the complaints didn't quite go as planned, and so here are some examples of complaints lodged on Crenshaw's website. Alright, this first complaint lodged on Crenshaw's website comes from at RZR Tung Killian, and it says yeah i'm pretty sure my representative dan crenshaw molests the ducks in the pond near my house <laughs> what's worse is that he takes off his eye patch and lets the ducks try to mate with his eye hole those Oof. ducks aren't worthy of his sexual advances and i am offended that he would lower himself to such standards when there are plenty of good honest hard-working human americans here for him to keep fucking over those ducks don't deserve shit And then after that, you get a little other prompt where it says, please describe your goals in working with Representative Crenshaw. And he says, I would hope that at the very least he would go fuck himself instead of those ducks. So that's the first complaint, which I think is valid enough. I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to check the veracity of uh, this complaint, but it checks out to me.
3: I was just thinking, like, imagine being like an intern or something in Tom Cotton's office and your job is just to read this type of
2: shit for eight hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't get health benefits, so it's the only thing that makes the job worth it. It's all they have, John. So you can get a
3: recommendation to go to Cornell or whatever. You just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, When I was living
1: in New York City, I, a couple of friends of mine, comics, their day job was they would moderate the message boards for, it was either like Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity. And so they got to see the shit that we don't get to see. So imagine how fucking bad that is.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Like as soon as they installed a filter that just like screens for the N word, they both got fired. (laughs) Yeah.
1: All right, John, you can read this next one.
3: Okay. I am the very model of a modern major general. I've information, animal and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fight's historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted with matters mathematical. I I understand equations, both simple and quadratical. Yes, that's
1: the complaint from uh, the at-evolved (laughs) T-Rex.
3: I thought there was going to be like a dirty limerick part at the end. Do you guys know what this is a reference to?
0: Oh, the original thing is, uh, yeah, it's Gilbert and Sullivan yes is that what you're asking yeah exactly yeah it's uh the modern major general i don't know i don't remember which show it's from but it's one of their operettas or whatever
1: yeah see and i didn't know that but i was reading this and i'm like this is this has to be something
3: and yeah see this that booms me out i was hoping that this was composed for this web form
0: yeah me too <laughs> oh yeah no, that would have been good that would have been good i am the very model of a modern major general of information vegetable animal and mineral i know the kings of england and i quote the fights historical from marathon to waterloo In order pets
1: you know it goes yeah, on yeah that's okay now that you sing it it actually does uh, ring a bell
2: yeah I, oh wait 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 wasn't that what like barney sang or something on the astronaut simpsons episode years ago i wouldn't
0: be surprised but i i don't know for sure okay but it, it, it is really funny out of context, too.
1: Yeah, it is. It is, actually. It's even funnier. All right. Uh, actually,
0: you can do this next one, Henry. This comes from Ed Gar. So um, here we go. Uh, so this is a complaint. Uh, it says, I asked my commanding officer if he'd ever been to Uganda. And he said no. I replied, well, Uganda have these nuts in your mouth. Everyone laughed. And I want this on the record.
3: Yeah,
0: very good. So we're getting to the bottom of
1: all these. It's horrible what these military people have to go through.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. In
2: 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles Underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help... And if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-team.
1: Yeah, that's right. So I'm glad I'm glad they're bringing up the real shit, man. And then the, his goal is a series reboot maybe on Netflix. I mean, I don't know. This is one of those franchises that I'm like, how, how are you going to get another Mr. T? You know what I mean? Have you
3: seen Mr. T lately? I think Mr. T could still play Mr. T. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh,
1: right. shit. Yeah, just have Mr. T again. All right. John, you can do this next one.
3: Dan, hi. I'm a 35-year career veteran of Space Force. And this kid named Inder Wiggins won't stop poning me on Fortnite. Please tell my story to the world. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so what was, I mean, what were their complaints about what is, I guess, so woke? You know what I mean? Because
1: Well, that's the question Henry was asking earlier, man. I was like, I don't know. Yeah, like- I
0: mean, I remember back in the Clinton days, it was all always the controversy was whether gay people could be in the military. And then they came up with don't ask, don't tell. Is this related to that or are they? I hope not. I hope we've moved on. From... But why, then why don't they just say, yeah, why don't they just say the issue instead of calling it woke or whatever? It's like, it's too vague. Yeah. I don't know what they mean.
1: I think that's, yeah, I think that's exactly the problem is like they've hung on to this uh, woke word, like a catch-all for anything that they have a problem
0: with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right yeah, that's like, I was watching a video recently that a friend of mine sent me that was, it was a song in the 80s that started like, she's only 16 years old that's what her dad says or something like that and it, it really aged it, it aged extremely poorly I think the song is called Into the Night you should check it out it's really funny it's a
3: banger but what's
0: funny is like that guy is probably like somewhere just going yeah man cancel culture right.
2: another lyric is about no really meaning yes or something
0: yeah yeah exactly it's like nah it's not really cancel culture it's more like you just uh, you're trying to bang a 16 year old and the guy looks like he's 35 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but the irony is that's usually what happens i mean i was looking up the rob lowe thing and i was like why didn't rob lowe get in trouble when he had that whole uh mm-hmm. th- thing where he banged those underage chicks on video and um the age of consent i think it was in georgia and the age of consent at the time was 14 years old oh wow and Holy i'm shit. just like i know i'm like why are they pointing to other people and calling them pedophiles or whatever it's like that's literally the law it's like that's crazy yep, yep.
2: is that what make america great again is about <laughs> i guess
0: so yeah they, they want to bring back that law they were tied to the regulations <laughs> <But, yeah.
3: laughs> job killing regulations <laughs> yeah
0: exactly
3: i actually didn't know that about rob Lowe. how old were? They? oh yeah there was videos and
1: shit that it, i mean it, it was like what late
0: 80s yeah, it was in the late 80s. It was a huge scandal.
3: See, he got in before the cutoff. Like, if if, it's, <laughs> yeah. if if the news is old enough, nobody gives a shit for some reason. Yeah, right.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he was definitely canceled for a moment. Oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, there was a there was a movie he did called Bad Influence. So he came out with a movie that was sort of marketed as he was a bad guy now. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh yeah, I mean, that was a really big deal. But he was very attractive man, so that helped him a lot, as it usually does.
3: Yeah, yeah, that usually... The gift that keeps on giving. If yeah. it was uh,
1: Clint Howard, he, there's no fucking way he's coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, that that has become a catchphrase. I don't know if you guys were paying any attention to the Kentucky Derby, where the horse was drugged, and the trainer of that horse was i don't even know the guy's name but he's like the most famous horse trainer the guy with the white hair do you guys know what i'm talking about
3: i don't know his name but i've like heard that the horse was doping the
1: horse was doping and the trainer is this famous horse trainer he's got white hair and he always wears sunglasses i i don't know his name but part of when he was getting interviewed after the drug results came in he blamed it on cancel culture as well Uh, that's hilarious (laughs) yeah dude so now even drugging horses is part of cancel culture
2: (laughs) these woke ass lab employees
1: dude we did a story on the podcast a few weeks ago about this couple got caught having sex on the ferris wheel in myrtle beach south carolina and then they issued an apology video and in the apology video the dude's like i mean you know we did some stuff but but the mainstream media blah blah blah." so now that's also (laughs) i fucking think it's the mainstream media that's fucking yeah so basically yeah just blame everything Bobby, you can do this next one from Anonymous.
2: How many of these are we going to do? <laughs> Eat up all of Henry's time on this one portion. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I am a surgeon stationed at a mobile hospital unit in Korea. I have several complaints. Not least of all, the two clowns I am forced to bunk with are running a still in the quarters to make alcohol. But the worst part. Is that our best corporal has been replaced with someone who I suspect is trans. The corporal, whose hearing was so good we called him Radar, b- because of his ability to hear helicopters coming with wounded, was let go. <laughs> his replacement insists on wearing dresses, which is not only out of uniform, but for the wrong gender type.
1: Yeah, See, Bobby, I don't think you're appreciating the creativity that's going into these complaints.
2: Yeah, it's all MASH and A-Team, yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it too and especially this one in particular because it actually does apply to whatever this woke complaint because there was an actual crossdresser in mash yeah yeah
0: so this one fits right in yeah that's a good one it took me a little bit it was after I heard radar which is probably too late for me to
3: be getting the joke. <laughs> no, oh, but yeah. I think that because it took me a, a second too. Uh, it took me until Carlos explained it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get the last one until they said A team.
1: Yeah. Oh, that one I got from the first sentence because that was fucking huge on the A team when I was
0: a kid. If they said the two wise cracking doctor surgeons or something like that, but anyway, now we're critiquing the critique. I think the show is <laughs> just
3: we workshop these. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: all right guys well we are moving on now to our main segment this is the indecorous deep dive we build this show as an educational comedy podcast we often fall short of the latter but we always deliver on the former this week's deep dive was written by bobby actually bobby's been writing all of these since ian hasn't been here and i'll start it off of course this would have been a lot more helpful at the beginning of the pandemic when many found themselves unemployed But feel free to keep these ideas in mind for the next time the planet comes up with a new virus to deal with its human problem. Tonight, we are going to talk about a few strange ways to earn money. And Bobby, you go ahead and tell us the first one, man.
2: So you've heard of popular Instagram accounts being accused of buying followers, but perhaps they took the idea from some real-life services where people rent out their friendship by the hour. This service appeals to everyone from socially inept losers to old people whose family is sick of hearing the same story. The best argument to make for the average person using the service is to have a friend with the inside scoop should you be traveling to a foreign country. Instead of wandering around like a tourist, you'd have your own local that even has to pretend to like you.
1: Oh, so is this like prostitution for friends? Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think so. Basically, yeah.
0: Why couldn't you get a prostitute to do the same? Thing? <laughs> <Exactly>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh and you get to have sex.
2: Yeah, you could probably negotiate a lower rate if there's no sex involved. Right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I
1: mean, that would be the ultimate, dude. We need to find an enterprising enough prostitutes <laughs> yes. that can also take it to the next level. Yeah.
2: just prostitution starts out at friendship, and then sex is like the add-on pack. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it depends <laughs> on whether you get the bronze,
3: silver, or gold package. Exactly. All right, John, you can do this next one. Obviously, prostitution is so popular, it earned the cliche of world's oldest profession, but usually you think of folks that made some bad choices over the course of their lives and find themselves in it for the long haul. Since many cultures still consider virginity a prized possession, some people have decided to preserve theirs until selling it to the highest bidder, usually a Saudi royal. One woman even sold hers for $3 million which is not bad for less than an hour's work. Considering I went to school with a girl that lost hers in a steak and shake bathroom, I'm guessing a lot of people wish they would have monetized that experience.
1: Yeah, these are the trappings of having to read what Bobby wrote, because now everybody's going to think you lost your virginity to somebody in a steak and shake.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you just take that audio. Yeah, exactly.
3: My only critique is that we didn't include this girl's name. That's...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is this, and again, I'm going to sound like an idiot. As far as I know, I've never had sex with a virgin. And is this something that you can really, I mean, I guess it would help if any of us were women, but is this something that you can actually tell for sure if you're a dude that a woman's a virgin?
0: Oh, yeah. You'd have to verify this. You'd have to have a doctor, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think at least for the $3 million bid, that came with some sort of certificate of authenticity or something.
3: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. An NFT or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's
1: like those uh, when people that sell baseball cards, they've got to rate what condition the card is in sort of thing. A numbering system, how mint condition the vagina <laughs> yeah, is.
0: Yeah, it's a tightness scale. Definitely sounds like a new Seth Rogen movie, though. <laughs> yeah, <that's
1: scary> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> <laughs> I think what gets (laughs) lost here, though, because it's a concealed way of saying they want to fuck somebody very young because potentially you could also bring a 67 year old woman that never had sex.
0: And I don't think she's going to be getting the three mil. Oh, that's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That would be a good twist to pull on somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's
2: illegal to have sex with the (laughs) mentally handicapped or something. Right. Isn't that a thing?
0: Well, I never stopped you. (laughs) All right. Henry, you can do this one there. Much to many parents' collective chagrin, some people out there are actually making quite the living playing video games professionally. Video gaming is so popular, there are even people who have made a fortune by simply allowing other people to watch them play video games on a service called Twitch. People who smoke too much pot or spend all their time playing video games used to be called losers. Nowadays, if their professional video game playing aspirations don't pan out, they can just open a dispensary.
1: That's another thing where I never really understood the whole concept of just watching somebody else have fun, but it's, but it's a big, yeah, thing. I don't, I don't get it at
0: all. I mean, but it, like, I try to wrap my head around it because I don't want to be the old guy who's just like, what are these kids doing? You know? Right. So I'm just like, maybe i don't know was there anything that we did back in the 80s that was similar to this kind of thing i mean i guess if you're watching saturday night live in a weird way those guys are having fun and we're watching that yeah to an extent but i mean part well but they're entertaining us you
1: know yeah they are because that's what other part i was going to say is like part of their job is to entertain us but i mean i think even with this twitch shit they have to i imagine at least i haven't watched whole lot of twitch but i imagine they have to be some sort of entertaining they have to be like saying something funny or some shit We're just right? highly
0: skilled oh but but, oh, you know what? I just thought of it like when I got to be in my 20s, I discovered bars, maybe just a little before I was 21. And I was just a kid in a candy store, especially out here in L.A. I was just like, this is the best thing ever. You're meeting new people all the time. You're drinking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is all the period of time that that show Friends was on. And I had a lot of friends that watched Friends. Yeah. And I could not understand it because... I mean, now that I've seen a bunch of it, I get it. There's a lot of funny jokes on it and stuff like that. But I literally just thought, well, why am I going to watch these guys having fun and getting in romantic situations or going to, you know, the coffee house? I'll just do that. Like, I'd rather just do that instead of watching a bunch of people have fun. I want to do it myself, you know?
3: This one reminds me of the first one, because I think what people get out of it is watching somebody else play video games, even though you're doing it online. It sort of simulates the experience of having a friend oh okay Ah, okay
0: yeah oh interesting so
1: you have like that connection and also not just a friend but a very popular friend right it feels
3: like you're hanging out at their house or whatever right okay you're good at, yeah, you have a friend that's good at something. You know?
2: <laughs> like Some of these kids, I mean, could you even imagine the fucking attitude and ego that comes from a 17-year-old kid that's making $300,000 a month. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Playing video games and how that kid talks to their parents that needs <laughs> that kid. Because they are only got another year before the kid doesn't have to give them all their money.
0: <laughs> it's, just... no, it's really amazing. Yet yeah, There's so many people out there like Landscapers and stuff it's like don't tell them how much this kid's making <laughs> yeah, yeah. No shit. yeah yeah exactly dude
1: all right uh, this next one some cities on the planet are so filthy and polluted that some of their wealthier residents actually purchase fresh air from enterprising individuals who have made a business of trapping fresh air from unpolluted areas compressing and bottling it then selling it online Traditional farming is extremely competitive and a lot of work that I'm too lazy to do that Bobby's too lazy to do. He wrote this. (laughs) I would be totally, I'm a hard worker.
2: I wrote this in your voice. All right. I think you're too lazy to do it also. All right.
1: Yeah, you're right. But air farming (laughs) is something I can get on board with. You know what? I thought about this a while ago where I used to work at a bank and one time we were running low on compressed air, that shit that you just shoot at the keyboard to clean it up. And it's like, how do you fuck? Do you run out of air? Like, there's a shortage of air. <laughs> yeah. But I guess the compressing part is the part that's very difficult to get to do. But I guess, I mean, this is not unlike bottled water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the
3: same. I guess basic concept. Yeah. So you just walk around the city with a scuba tank on? Is that how? Like, how does? <laughs> I don't know, man. How would you, how would you actually do this? Like, what do they put it in? Because at first I was when you first started reading, I was picturing just like. A... Like a mason jar, like they open it up, they open it up and take one whiff and then that's it. And it costs
2: 400 (laughs) bucks. It's just like a thing of Pringles. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it would be kind of like, I mean, you've seen an oxygen tank, you know what I mean? Kind of. Oh, it's
3: like got the tube that you put in your nose? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: So apparently I've run into a lot of uh, very rich people when I do casino gigs because they all have oxygen tanks all over the place. That's probably what it is. It's just fresh (laughs) air.
3: You just put it on a dolly and you have to haul it around. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. I would just rather breathe the smog, honestly. <laughs> well,
2: it's like a workout program, you know?
1: But that's the thing. Like, how do you tell who's got emphysema and who's actually very rich? You know what I mean? Well, I think you just mug everyone just
3: to cover your base.
1: <laughs> well, you got to get the air tank and put a sticker on it that says rich, not pulmonary. <laughs> rich, not yeah. disabled. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, Bobby, speaking <laughs> of the World Health Organization, you can do this next
2: one. According to the World Health Organization, breast milk from another healthy woman safest meal for a newborn baby if the infant's mother is unable to breastfeed properly. Women can donate their breast milk to Milk Bank, but just like Airbnb put CouchSurfing.com out of business, many women in that position have chosen to sell it online instead at sites like OnlyTheBreast.com. Sites like that allow people to place ads and wait for replies for those in need of breast You'll have to look up current prices yourself to decide if it's worth it. But at the time of writing, four four-ounce cans of breast milk sell for $15, <laughs> which can add up pretty quickly for women who don't mind having a pump chewing on their nipples. all
3: I think you should just be able to get it at Vons. That's... <laughs> we won't live in a just world until you can step into a Whole Foods. and.
1: <laughs> I like the fact that apparently the price of this shit is like crypto. Depending on what day you listen to this, is yeah. what the price of breast milk is going to be at. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon that's what we're going to be, going to be speculating on breast milk on Robin Hood.
2: You know, I want to see other dairy products made from from breast milk.
1: I'm surprised there's not a hipster bar already that doesn't offer breast milk with your cereal, like <laughs> a cereal bar. You guys ever hear about that?
2: Have we have we talked about any sort of like breast milk cheese or anything?
3: Um, is it is it considered dairy? Is the question? Yeah. Yeah, dairy, and is it
1: lactose-free, and uh, John, you get his next
3: one. I know it sounds too good to be true, but some people are actually paid to sleep. Well, to be bed testers anyway. Mattress manufacturers and hotel chains can pay big bucks to people that test out a variety of luxurious mattresses and articulately explain why the one they picked is their favorite. I think that I would be fucking incredible at this job.
1: Yeah, you're just basically sleeping for a
3: living? Well, I'm like super picky about mattresses and, and very detailed <laughs> in my criticisms. I think I would I would kick ass at this job. In order for
1: me to be able to really do a good job, I would need one of those, uh, what do they call them, the CPAC machines? I need one of those.
3: Yeah, I've got one.
1: Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I didn't know you were living the life of luxury. <laughs>
3: I have the oxygen shipped in from <laughs> that's, that's <the> ultimate, <laughs> From Western Europe. Yeah.
2: yeah, I feel like I would be bad at this job because just like with movies, the only criticism I'm really able to muster is that it sucked.
1: I thought you were going with there weren't enough titties.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, Henry, you can do this next one.
0: The only thing potentially better than bed testing is being paid to try different foods. This can be in the form of a focus group with other people or being sent the item and returning a survey. While you will be paid to try the foods, the downside is it's not a one-time $20 to $80 payout, and it's not something you can make an actual career of.
1: Well, this sounds a lot like the thing Henry was doing jerking off. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this
0: is just eating. Yeah, that would have been good to add to my schedule, actually, if I could have done that... (laughs) And then maybe TV show survey testing where they give you like a few bucks for that. Just jerking off, watching TV and eating like a <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hundred bucks a
1: day. It's not a bad thing. Making fucking bank yeah yeah anybody (laughs) asks what you're doing you're like i'm fucking working motherfucker i got three jobs (laughs) yeah exactly i
0: just got to make sure i don't mix up the jobs though (laughs) you
2: you get paid to be somebody's friend jerk off sleep eat (laughs) pretty good living try
0: to do them all at the same time yeah i got it all bro all right yeah
1: if you're in the 18 to 20 age range, you may have the opportunity to make your peers hate you by getting paid to attempt to purchase liquor from unscrupulous bars and bartenders who don't mind breaking the law to sell an extra drink. Of course this is all done in a quote secret shopper kind of way where establishments you successfully purchase boots from will face hefty fines and may ultimately be shut down So the basically this is just like buying alcohol uh, liquor for kids is that what it is?
2: Well, yeah, you're just trying to... You would go to bars trying to get them to serve you under... They probably employ mostly hot chicks doing this. I
1: oh, I see. I, I'd say, okay, I took it wrong. I thought you were buying alcohol for kids that were... Yeah, but you are already <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's the job, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get these kids their booze. Well, because
1: I'm like, <laughs> I haven't been getting paid for this for 10
0: years.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is pretty
1: shitty, though. This is, You're basically a paid
0: narc. Yeah, so... Are you paid by the the
2: police? You know, I think it was a serve safe, some sort of restaurant group or something that kind of does it to to kind of police their establishments. Because if, say, you owned a a chain of restaurants or something and you had a few people doing this, then you could be liable if something were to happen. So it's in your best interest. So they're monitoring
0: their own. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This still sounds pretty Nazi to me, bro. Yeah, it would be really
0: funny if you're just really, really good at convincing and they're like, no, no, no I can't do it. And you're just like, oh, but, you know, my grandmother's dying and she just wants to back down. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. You're just like an aspiring hypnotist and you go in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah, yes. Yeah, this this would be
1: a tough one. All right, Bobby, you get to next one.
2: As long as you're healthy with good genes and no sexually transmitted diseases, you may be able to sell your sperm egg. Ah, yeah, that's when you, when when you brought that up earlier. Uh, yeah, you almost
1: came when Henry brought that up earlier.
2: <laughs> the uh, the gender wage gap definitely doesn't apply here because eggs can be worth up to twenty five thousand dollars, whereas even the finest load of jizz won't get you more than fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, I got 40, but that I got to say, that was like 1991 money. So, yeah, is, <laughs> right.
3: is it lockstep like everybody gets the same amount, or like when the person walks up, they look them up and down and they're like, <laughs> eh, maybe 40. <40." laughs> yeah
0: i didn't have the finest that's for sure but uh no you you know what the way it ended was kind of funny actually because they tell you that you're not allowed to ejaculate within 48 hours of doing a donation because otherwise the count will be too low and so i was like well that's not a problem i don't have a girlfriend or anything and then somewhere during that period of time I finally partnered up with somebody and I tried to get away with it and then they fired me
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean that's
1: a pretty baller fucking excuse for getting fired like I was getting laid too much
3: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly <laughs> of all reasons to get laid up
3: it's, a, it's all in how you phrase it though because if it's yeah exactly you got to say because I got laid too much and not well my sperm count was low <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah there's two ways to spin
1: that one that's right All right, John, you get this next
3: one. We talked about fecal transplants at length with the lovely Blair Nias on episode 37, but one aspect of it we should have hit a little harder was that some people can literally sell their shit for upwards of $1,000. Clostridium difficile is a persistent and potentially lethal bacteria infection that is responsible for 15,000 deaths a year in the U.S. alone. Good bacteria from a healthy person's shit is introduced to a sick patient's intestines, and this aids in the elimination of Clostridium difficile from their bodies.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know how picky they are about the shit that they're buying, but I'd be all about this shit. Well, I guess it would depend on what magazines they give you before you take a shit. (laughs) (laughs) If they have the right magazines, I'll definitely... It's just different
2: (laughs) kinds of coffee. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's some things
0: that could trigger it.
2: <laughs> it would be kind of funny though if just the selection process for this was just a lot stricter than the firm donation.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be hilarious. They're a lot more selective about the
3: shit. <laughs> exactly. You're trying to turn it in, they're like, "How tall is your
2: dad?" Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Or they have like shit tasters, like they have for wine. They're like, ah, this one. No, I'm not getting too many hints of alcohol. <laughs> all right i'll do this last one while it's just now starting to gain traction in the u.s and europe professional mourners people who are paid to cry at funerals have long been a fixture in asian and hispanic countries the job isn't as simple as showing up shedding a few tears and collecting a check experienced mourners effectively adopt false identities and convince other funeral attendees that they're a member of the family or a good friend of the deceased a seasoned mourner listed his prices on facebook varying from fifty dollars for a quote natural cry to one thousand dollars for being so distraught that he'll literally jump into the grave. Wow. I
2: feel like that would be worth it. <laughs> Even if I have like no attachment to the dead person whatsoever, that'd be a be a fun one.
1: See as a comic, my first instinct would be, I think it'd be worth it to pay $50 to get one of these dudes to go to one of my friends' shows and just fucking cry <laughs> in the front
0: row. Right, right, yeah, natural excited. cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> just cry incessantly through their whole set. <laughs> but now, wait, I don't understand on this one, who is the beneficiary of this? Like, the guy's dead, right? So yeah. Yeah, who are they trying to impress?
1: I guess it's the family I guess at that point that they're trying to make it look like their whoever their relative wasn't a piece of shit or or just I guess oh so the fam
0: the family would be the one that hires
2: some mob boss gets killed and there's just like a thousand people there just weeping (laughs) all of them trying to climb into the grave at the same time
1: (laughs) yeah but that would that's see that's another great one if you have enough money like this is why this is why it's a good thing that I'm not fucking a millionaire because I would just hire 50 people a thousand dollars you all jump into that fucking grave (laughs) if you don't make it in you don't get the thousand dollars so now it's a fight to get into the grave (laughs)
3: it's like every two minutes there's like a different person trying to climb it oh yeah in waves in waves
2: (laughs) first battalion (laughs) (laughs) all right
1: well those are our odd jobs and that is our podcast henry thank you so much
0: for being a guest man really appreciate it dude thank you guys so much it was good hanging with you guys know if you want to do it again sometime absolutely dude and is there anything you'd like
1: to uh, plug before we let you go
0: Oh, yeah. On YouTube, I have two web series, Henry's Kitchen and The Highwayman, my YouTube channel, which is just ten Lips, And they have Patreons attached to them if you want to see more stuff. And it's all on there.
1: Sweet. And I've seen both of them, and fucking, it's hilarious, dude. I'm a huge fan. Oh,
0: thanks, man.
2: And I don't know if you've ever given any consideration to bringing back the loner, but that was fantastic. Oh my god, that was. Oh,
0: I, I think about it all the time. But I mean, now it would have to be the loner thirty years. later. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's even better, man. <laughs> But yeah, no, I still have ideas for that. It's
2: so oh, fucking
0: good. Maybe I can do a highwayman that's a tribute to the loner. That might be what I'll do. That's,
1: you know what? That was going to be my uh, facetious question is like, do all these people live in the same universe? Is, <laughs> yeah. Is, is, did the loner turn into the highwayman? And... <laughs> well,
0: on Patreon, there's a Henry's Kitchen and highwayman meet.
1: Oh my God, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. Crossover. <laughs> Shit, I love it, dude
0: thanks
1: man yeah man Uh, you're fantastic bro i've always been a huge fan so i really appreciate you making the time to be on the podcast dude absolutely thanks again you guys (laughs) all right brother take care man bobby you got any last words (sighs) that's perfect that's perfect how about (laughs) you
3: john do you have any last words uh
1: What if I just did that for like four minutes without taking a breath? That's what I was thinking. It's like, you do that for like three and a half minutes and then you actually come. I was like, oh yeah, actually I do. And then you talk for like 15 (laughs) minutes after that.
3: I don't know if this is, if it's worth telling this story, but we were talking about tragic email addresses at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) I want to hear this. I had one of those email addresses too, and... um, It was back in the days of AOL, and you're just stuck with it for forever. And um, Mm -hmm. when I was applying to law school, I was still using that AOL email address. And so I was on the phone with the admissions office of a very prestigious law school talking about admissions procedure. And they're like, oh, we'll send you some information. Um, Do you want us to send that to Whitey at (laughs) AOL.com? That's great. And uh, I uh, didn't get into that law school guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That is the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, you know what you can do. Easiest thing you can do. Tell your friends. You dig the podcast. Tell your friends that, that there's a podcast that you did. And maybe they'll dig it as well. And, you know, if you want to take it to the extra level, you can always hit us up on Patreon at themshits.com. Thank you for listening. Walk your Cat.
2: Cat big hair clowny publishing company